one needs to understand that there is indeed a dichotomy. Um, once we understand that, it makes things much easier because the regime in Egypt, in fact, uh, demonstrates uh, all the time behind closed doors that it sees the Hamas as an enemy. In fact, it sees the Hamas as the Muslim Brotherhood against whom it fought for years and continues to fight. In fact, the Muslim Brotherhood is illegal uh, in any kind of organization uh, form in Egypt. And the Hamas, they see it as completely identical. So, in fact, what they uh, um, are afraid of is not Israel, but the fact that Israel will act in terms of its military on the Gazan side of the Rafah border or the joint uh, uh, border between Gaza and Egypt. And that will cause a kind of a panic amidst the 1.2 million Palestinians who are, in fact, in that part of the Gaza Strip because of the fighting and the ongoing war. And that will make them try whatever they can to leak into Egyptian territory, which is exactly what the Egyptians don't want. And why don't they want this? Because they know Gazans and they know Hamas and they understand that the Hamas will absolutely do everything in its power to create terror cells in and within the Egyptian territory because the Hamas mm -hmm. doesn't care about land. It cares about uh, putting across its Islamic ideology, which is creating an Islamic caliphate, including Egypt, which is exactly what the Muslim Brotherhood did in and within inside of Egypt. Now, we're talking about the Egypt regime. What about the, the people of Egypt? I mean, they must have, they obviously have compassion, but I don't know if right. they have a very positive view of the Palestinians, but they do have a lot of compassion. Is that also causing uh, sort of the government to act? So, absolutely. So what is happening is that throughout the last four and a little bit decades, since the um, a peace agreement had been signed between Egypt and Israel, what had happened is that there had been a lot of indoctrination and incitement against Jews and Israel. This is a fact. It's a sad fact, but it is what it is. And although there's been uh, some kind of an improvement in the last few years and very, very clear or blunt messages, anti-Semitic messages, anti-Israel messages had been taken out from school books in the elementary schools, it had actually stopped de facto there and is not yet broadened to middle schools, high schools, the media generally, and so on. There's a lot of incitement. And therefore, the actual Egyptian public mm. is not pro-Israel, mm. whereas the government or the regime understands its security interests, and they are almost, not completely, but almost aligned with those of Israel. And therefore, there is a vacuum or a kind of a, a, um, a quite uh, an abyss mm -hmm. between uh, the regime's uh, understanding and the population, which also, by the way, watches Al Jazeera and Al Arabiya and other uh, media, social media in the Arab world in their feeds. And therefore, they are indeed pro-Palestinian and they expect the government to act accordingly. So what does the government do? It won't do things that are against its own national security. What it, what they, they won't let hordes of Palestinians enter uh, inside uh, Egypt. So they say 
what they say is Israel is so-and-so, Israel is so-and-so. And that is what we are seeing. This is the dichotomy that we are seeing. Do you think there really is a chance that they will abrogate the peace treaty? I mean, it's a strategic, uh, vital I- issue for Egypt. First of all, look, the, the short answer is no. Mm-hmm. It's a vital interest. It's a strategic interest. Everybody understands that. But these things tend to sometimes get a little bit out of control. And therefore, uh, this is a situation which needs to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. The dialogue, the strategic dialogue between Israel and Egypt needs to be elevated to the highest level and to be constant and systematic. In other words, prime minister to president, foreign minister to foreign minister, and so on. In the last uh, over a decade, it's been very good, very uh, um, uh, efficient, even one can say, but on professional level, on the military level. And this is not enough. There needs to be chemistry. There needs to be strategic forward thinking about the entire comprehensive set of interests, including stopping incitement, including changing the school books and the rhetoric. It's not a nice-to-have thing. It's actually a very important, um, I would say, strategic goal because that would uh, minimize the difference between the population's understanding and therefore their pressure or its pressure on the government and the regime's understanding of what is Hamas and what are the potential threats of this leaking into Egyptian soil. Well, finally, what is Israel's leverages here when it comes to Cairo? So Israel has a lot of leverage, particularly now, because Israeli IDF is on the ground. So when Israel is, let's say, um, tiptoeing around Egypt, it's correct on the one hand because, again, Egyptian-Israeli relations are strategic, important. They need to be uh, seen as something sensitive and to be kept. But having said that, there is a level of tiptoeing that is, over the top in the sense that Israel is on the ground. It is going to act around the Philadelphia line because this is a national strategic military interest for its own people and safety, and there's just no way of going around that mm. because Hamas operatives, terrorists with weapons, etc., sometimes address the civilians and embedded in Rafah, and everybody knows that, including Egypt especially the Egyptian uh, intelligence. And therefore, there needs to be some kind of understanding that if they want Israel to do X, Israel also wants Y. Mm -hmm. That's one leverage. The other leverage is, of course, Washington and the, the Egyptian Republic or the Republic of Egypt and its regime want to be in the good books of the West. They want to have the attention By the way, they have issues of their own, like the Ethiopian dam and the issue of water, Mm -hmm. uh, dispersion of water, and so on. And it's very important that Israel and the West look at that and tend to that and not leave Egypt uh, to be, let's say, flattered or pursued by a country like Iran that does offer some kind of leverage in the African uh, continent, for example, which it does. It's trying. And we cannot allow that to happen.